0: Blog Talk Radio. Thank okay. Nuts Radio, um, and today's segment is where um, Michael today, he goes by the name of Michael Pang. Uh, Michael was born in Hong Kong in 1983. His family immigrated from San Francisco when he was three, and eventually landed in Florida. That's that's kind of funny how that transitioned, I mean, you go from, West, from the West Coast to the East Coast, and uh, 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 it's, it's different, because I don't see many people do that change, so I'm um, definitely interested in why he, he decided to take that step. Um, anywho, after works, he was very involved in activities at his local Project Management Institute chapter where he fulfills his passion for teaching as the vice president of education, but his desire to serve and help others does not end there. He's an avid Christian and very active in his local church. He loves kids with two daughters of his own and his lovely wife. He volunteers at Children's Church in his ministry. So the reason we have him on today is to an author. All of that that he does. Okay. Continued all the struggles between accepting the possibility Volume 1, the the Clan Peter's Chronicle series, the beginning of a new epic adventure. It is a mouthful, so i um, there's so much into that story, I'm very interested in learning some more, so without further ado, we'll have Michael on the line. Michael, how are you?
1: Hi, I'm doing great. How are you doing, Sasha?
0: Good, thank you. Thank you for your time this afternoon.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Okay, so um, I guess let's start by um, how you get from the West Coast to the East Coast. That is a very um, backwards transition. <laughs> we, <laughs> I, I usually see it the other way around. I see East Coast going to the
1: West Coast, you know, the Blessed Coast. Um, yeah. how, how was that? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I actually didn't really have a choice, Um my parents and I, we immigrated to the United States when I was right around three years old, and we landed in California. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we lived there for about a year and a half, and my parents were our kids will never learn to speak English here. I mean, of course, just because of the area we were in, it was just predominantly even in that area. And, um, yeah, they didn't really feel like they needed to speak English anywhere they went. <laughs> so they're like, well, let's mm-hmm. try to find somewhere where our kids are definitely going to have to you know, step out of their comfort zone and learn a different language. So they decided to well, let's, let's just find the whitest place in America. Of course, it was the other city, with Disney. So
2: it
1: ended up being in in Florida. But um wow. yeah, it, it was very really strange the way they made that that's, decision.
0: That's funny. And you know what? The same goes for our Latino communities in South. I mean, you're in Tampa at the moment, correct? In, oh, I'm in, in
1: Orlando area.
0: Yep. Oh, Orlando. Oh, okay. So, well, yep. a little bit more south than you. It's it's kind of the same thing. There's some Latinos that come, you know, to the states, but they're in South Florida their whole lives that they don't really see the need to to go above and beyond and learn the English language. So, I guess that's that's for a lot of people that come that come over to the states. But I mean, I'm glad that your parents realized that it's you know it was something that had to be addressed. Of course. Yeah,
2: so. I mean,
0: you so much in your life, and you continue doing so much.
1: Hello?
0: How did, you know, transition into writing your first novel?
1: Well, um, it actually is a strange story. I mean, um, my wife and I, we just had our first child. And then we're oh, maybe, you know, No, no. Uh, well, at the time when I, when the story, the idea of the story came up, we had it maybe oh, okay, okay. the time she was four months old, I had this really weird dream and, you know, talking to my friends about it afterwards, they told me, oh yeah, it's because you were lacking sleep. And when you lack sleep, you hit your REM cycle really quickly and you have the weirdest dreams when that happens. I'm like, really? So yeah, I, I had this really strange dream this one night and I was walking through this insane asylum and... You know, it was quite a, I think it was more of a nightmare than a dream now thinking about it, but um, yeah, so there were people doing really strange things, and uh, some of it were just so bizarre and out of this world, and I'm like, wow, are we really sure that these people are crazy, or, you know, is this like, are they obsessed, or what's going on here, and then uh, eventually, you know, I walked into this one room where um, there was a teenager that was an orderly there, and this lady that was a patient there attacked him, and you know, and all I hear him screaming was like, "Stop it, Mom, stop and you know I woke up, it was just wow, and you know I was just terrified at the time, and I wanted to know well what what happened to this teenager, and why was he there, and you know I try to force myself to go back to sleep to see if the dream would continue, and it didn't, so in the morning, I was talking to my wife about it, and she was like, "Well, you know." you can write your own ending or write your own story. I was like, maybe I know. So I I started doing that, and and it kind of evolved into this novel.
0: Definitely. Um, That is, you know, what the best part of it is, that you actually remembered your dream. Because I know I'd be having some crazy, fantastical, very vivid dreams, and I I only tend to remember parts of it. And I know they were awesome. But I can't remember them. So the fact that you actually remembered it and then added to it, I mean and I mean and you never know, maybe it was meant to be written down into a novel. <laughs> so the fact that you took the further step, you know, was um that's very cool. How how did you go about it though? Because it it is about, um, I guess men- mental illness. Did did mm-hmm. you research
1: yeah, I did some research, and I, I found some local programs that were around, um, you know, for helping adolescents um, with, you know, mental disorder. And, you know, I kind of incorporated that into the story and also, um, you know, what, you know, apparently there are no longer uh, person medical personnel that are called border anymore, and, you know, they're called UAPs. And, and so, you know, there's certain things. I did some research and, you know, incorporated it into the novel.
0: Okay. Were you able to visit any institutions? Were Were they kept childrens in of this manner, or or did you just pretty much just do the
1: book search of it? Yeah, I think that off of my research, I mean, most of these facilities, it's not like a they don't really quite allow visitors unless you know you have mm-hmm. a you know a relative that that is a patient there.
0: hmm Okay, that's understandable, of course. Yeah. So, I guess tell us. It you it was described as an. Um, urban where what, does what the fantasy?
1: Sorry, uh, it's a little choppy. The connection. Can you can you repeat that?
0: Yeah, of course. You describe or the book is described. As, I guess urban fantasy come in.
1: Oh yes. Okay. So um, this book is is more of an urban fantasy because it it's the the setting of it is really the city we we live in and the world that we live in, but the fantasy part of it comes from you know all of these supernatural beings where you know something that seems like that's ordinary in our society like mental ailment, where the root of it is actually something that's different, something that's more of the supernatural type um within the realms of you know demonic uh demonic possession and um uh, exorcism and things like that, okay.
0: What has, yeah, what happened
1: yet? Your- I'm sorry. I, I, for some reason, I am just having a really hard time hearing. Like it, so- it just cuts off quite a lot.
0: Okay. Um. What, the feedback. The feedback that you had with with the with the how you know what has that been like?
1: Uh, like in terms of reviews. Hello.
0: Yes, um in terms of Hello? Yeah,
1: I I, it's really weird. I I don't know why it just keeps cutting off and I'm I'm getting just bits and pieces of it. Hello, can you hear me? Hello. Hello. Hey.
2: hey. want me, you need me, come and give it to me, come on baby give it to me, come on give it to me.
0: Welcome back. Uh, You're tuning into the TSMS radio, um, our segment Words of Truth today with Michael Pang. I apologize for that little interruption. We're having a little bad service inside our building. So, um, hi, Michael.
1: Hi. How's it going? Good, good. Thank you.
0: (laughs) You can hear me much better?
1: Yeah. That would be great. Okay. (laughs)
0: Okay, perfect. So let's kind of start off where we where, where we left off. Um, as I mentioned before, how has your reviews been like with this novel?
1: It's pretty, actually pretty good. I mean, most of the reviews have been five stars, and um, you know, I had one reviewer that didn't quite like the book as much, and you know, the reason why she didn't like it was she said it was too Christian for her, and you know, for me as a Christian, I'm kind of like, yeah, that's great. Yeah. So, yeah, to me, I've been pretty satisfied
0: with the review. So, as a person, you know, I mean, now that you're you're into writing and things like that, I feel I feel that I mean, any all reviews are good reviews because you get to see what the people are saying, and uh, or maybe how you can better your writing, or maybe not right. even better, but perhaps get another idea for your next novel. So that's definitely good, and the fact that you take it positively, you know what I mean. Um, I mean, there's no reason why people should take. You know, book reviews to, to the heart like that. But there's always for the one person that doesn't like it, there's probably three that do. So um, right. that that's good. And you know, I find this so different. Um, I'm I'm the kind of person I don't read much novels, but when I do, they usually tend to be into mystery. You know, a little urban, a little uh, fantasy, like you know, like you mentioned that this book is. Um, so I'm actually looking forward into possibly you know getting a copy of this book and 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 reading and see what. How how you can get into the book, or, you know, and, and create that little movie in my head as you're reading along. That's that's pretty nice. <laughs> so, um, as you do, you have any events, any book signings, possibly anything, any ways of promoting um, this book at the moment?
1: Um, right now, it's mainly just through through reviews on uh, with bloggers and doing interviews on on the radio and doing interviews um, on on you know, other blogs and things like that. Um okay. That's it for now. I haven't really done any book signing yet. Uh I've gotta get my book into Barnes and Noble's before I, you know, can, can get one of those uh book signings set up. So, okay.
0: That's wonderful. And where where is the, the novel available at the moment?
1: It's available pretty much anywhere online. Um on Amazon.com, dot Barnes and Nobles.com. um you know, if you're from outside of the United States, um, you know, from Canada, there's Indigo, there is um, book depositories in the U.K. It's all over the world. Okay, that's beautiful, beautiful.
0: So, um, I mean, you're still trying to work with this novel and push it out there. But do you see yourself already writing um, a continuous story to this
1: or perhaps? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yes, I'm yeah? actually writing. I'm in the process of writing book two right now. And okay. I Okay. Parts of books Three outlined already, so that's exciting okay, that's stuff. awesome.
0: <laughs> and how do you make your time? I'm, I'm sure that you have to make yourself a strict schedule, you know, yeah. to, to to make time to, for everything in your life. Because you have two beautiful young girls, you have a wife, you know what I mean. Um yeah. I mean, you, you know, you work, you know, with your church. So, um, what? How do you? How do you see yourself? And how do you get yourself going? You know, and and just really. Getting to do what it's, it is you want to do.
1: It's definitely been more difficult ever since we had our second child.
0: Because uh-huh. before,
1: you know, you know, my wife and I we, we take turns taking care of the kid while I'm home, and you know, and, you know, I get some free time. And then now that we have two, we're both busy at all times once I'm home. And um, and on top of that, you know, previously I was working for um, a different company, and I ended up traveling all the time. And you know, when I was doing that, I was Constantly at the airport, constantly on the plane, and, you know, in a hotel room. With, and I really cannot channel. That drives me crazy. I'm so bored when I channel her. So I, I ended up doing a lot of my writing of the first book you know, on the airplane, airports, and, and hotel rooms. And I actually was able to finish it quite a lot, you know, a lot easier that way. But, um, you know, now it's it's been a little bit more difficult. uh um, with the new job I'm currently working at, I, I, I don't have a lot of so I, I just got to really find free time here and there, maybe like two or three hours a week. <laughs> it's, uh...
0: Yeah, definitely. So since this segment is, you know, called Words of Truth, and you've already, you know, mentioned some truth just right there in that whole explanation of how to find time. You know, um, it's it, like you said, it's been a little time consuming. You, you have two kids now, you know. Um, I'm sure your wife is also consuming work and, you know, having to look after the kids. Um, how do you, I mean, how do you think as a human being, you know, as a father, as a family man, you know, how do you see yourself really putting in the time for an extracurricular activity? You know what I mean? Because this is, yeah. this is at the moment, it's kind of like a hobby, you know what I mean? And obviously it's yeah, blossoming exactly. very well. So h- how do you find that time? Or how do you feel well, that as, think- you know, hmm
1: it's definitely the most important thing to prioritize your family over everything else. I mean, yeah. sure, you know, your own hobbies and, and interests are important to, you know, just keep your soul alive, you know, but at the same yeah. time, I mean, you know, I get so much joy just spending time with my family and my kids. Um, but children need a lot of sleep. <laughs> they really do. My <laughs> <kids down. laughs> you know, I, get, you know, I start, you know, the whole sleep routine, you know, giving them a bath and then reading them a story, you know, by eight o'clock. And by 9 o'clock, they're in their room. And then, you know, my wife and I get to hang out for an hour or two. And, you know, my wife just, she just stays up, like, really late at night. But for me, I get really sleepy by midnight because I wake up at 5 a.m. And Mm -hmm. uh, so usually, you know, by the time we're done hanging out and my wife's just getting ready to go to bed and, you know, putting on all her skin treatments and stuff, which takes about, you know, 30 or 40 minutes during that time to do a little (laughs) bit of writing. And then, um, you know, I wake up at 5 a.m. and I go to work out in the morning and then uh, I try to be in at work before 8 a.m. So between 5 a.m. and 8 a.m. I squeeze in my workout and I write. (laughs) Okay. So
0: that's so beautiful. You know what I mean? Um, because I feel sometimes that or, or some individuals you know parts of society they like they like to complain about you you don't have enough time between work and getting home, and that's true that's true you know yeah, what i mean you have to you have to drop off your children if if you have to drop them off at school they're not in a in a you know a program um you have to pick them up you know after school or from after school or whatever and um and you have to make it home you know you have to do your your duties and your chores or whatever it is that you have to do at home and cook. If you didn't pick up any fast food before getting home, so mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's it is a lot of work, yeah. you know day to day, but at the same time, I feel like 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 you're explaining right now, there you could make a little effort to do a little more and less, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. to get that hobby that you've always wanted to do and actually work on it so um that's beautiful i'm I'm very proud of you, you know the way you're you're making the work that that's great um. Thank you. So um, I'm looking forward to, to, you know, like I said, reading this book. um, For those, if anybody's tuning in now, um, this book is available anywhere online, like he mentioned, Amazon, Amazon's, you know, worldwide. That's that's the spot right now. So that's probably the easiest place to to get your digital copy. And he's actually trying to push it into Barnes & Noble, so that's also a huge plus. Uh, Michael, is there anything else you'd like to mention?
1: Um, yeah, uh, actually, like, through this experience of, of being, you know, doing this whole self-publishing thing, I mean, I just learned so much about the whole process that it, it's it's actually been a very great learning experience. And, and it's really developed a passion for me to support, you know, other independent writers, and, and it's it's just been great. And I started a blog, and wow, it, I met so many different writers and, you know, listened to about their struggle and how they're you know pushing for their book and promoting their book, it's just been such an awesome experience and you know i I just encourage you know I know there's a lot of struggling writers out there and i mean trust me i I've been at it for about a whole year of querying um agents and querying publishers and gosh, I mean you can easily spend a hundred hours there and you know, still not getting into it just because people think, well, you know, you wrote a good book. I like the writing, but, you know, the genre you're writing in, well, that's kind of past now. We're we're in a different trend now. It's not quite as marketable. So, you know, I've gotten out yeah. fun quite a few agents, and it's just, it's been hard. So, you know, I definitely encourage, you know, writers out there that are struggling to find an agent and a publisher to definitely try the self-publishing route. and I mean, it's, it's rewarding. It's a lot of hard work. I mean, it's definitely not easy, but it's, you know, it it's really, I don't know, i got to say I'm proud of myself for this process. Yes, of course.
0: And what you were just describing at the moment, I feel about, you know, not being the time pop, the time frame for this genre, you know, like that's what, that was three years ago or anything like that. Yes. I feel It's it, it's a little unfair because it's the same thing, if you realize, it's kind of the same thing with movies. Like, it's all about superheroes at the moment, you know what I mean? Yeah. All that exactly. CGI and the robots and all of that, you know, fantastical stuff, you know, that you could probably only dream of, of being in. Um, and that's what's hot right now. And that's probably not fair for the filmmaker that wants to do this, you know, ro- I don't know, documentary, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It's not the time for documentaries, so nobody's going to look at it. But, again, I mean, I feel for those that are, listen- that you know, that are tuned in, and if perhaps you are an author, or know somebody that is, or you are interested in writing, but feel um perhaps not confident enough in taking the next step into making your own self-published novel. It's you know, you should never take no for an answer and then perhaps one day you will find that publisher that would actually give you that chance. So, um that that's a lot too about, you know, self-publishing. A lot that I that I don't even know of. Um so the first step to self publishing is obviously, you know, getting your manuscript as perfect as possible and then you have to start, you know, um what contacting the uh the
1: agents. Yeah, I mean, well, not for self publishing for for tr- tr- traditional publishing. I mean, the the best thing uh, to do is definitely get yourself an agent because they have all okay. the connections with, you know, different publishers and things like that because you know, publishers are receiving manuscripts by the thousands, you know, on a weekly yeah. basis. And how do you get your manuscript to the top of their queue? And that's the only way to do that is really by getting yourself a good agent who already has a relationship with that publisher. So okay. you know, without that, it makes sense to to self-query a publisher publishing your novel. So of course, you know, there are you know self-publishing companies that help you out um, with you know, helping you design uh your book cover formatting and things like that and then um you know going through Amazon to get it published and going through Ingram. So there there's you know, then there's those the routes of self publishing that, you know, definitely help you make your publishing dreams come through and Yeah, just and give yourself a sense of accomplishment. <laughs> Okay,
0: so that's that's very wonderful. Um, I totally appreciate your time this afternoon. You know, especially talking about talking about this process um, because I mean I didn't know of it. Uh, but then again, I'm not into into the business of writing. But it kind of sounds also like the entertainment business. You know what I mean? You have to find if if you write scripts, you know, or or screenplays. You you know you have to find somebody that that knows somebody else, or you know. Yeah. to get you moving to get the ball rolling. So, definitely a very interesting yeah. topic. Uh Michael, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. I totally appreciate it. Um if you'd like to mention um your website and where people can um uh, find you on social networks before we go.
1: Yep, sure. Uh, the website is called in the eyes of madness.com. So, just like the the title of the book, in the eyes of Madness, and then .com, uh It's the website for uh the book. And then you can find me on social media, um, on Facebook, uh, Michael Pang. Uh, and also uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Michael Casey Pang is the, um, the Twitter. Handle. Okay. Well,
0: Michael, thank you so much. Uh, blessings to you and your family, and I look forward to hearing from you again with your other novels.
1: Great. Thank you so much, Sasha. You have a great day. All
0: right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Uh, Thank you all so much for tuning in today to TSMS Radio. I totally appreciate it. This is our first segment of Words of Truth, so it went pretty well besides a little uh, connection issues, but we'll work on that. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Tomorrow we have our uh, Let's Talk Business uh, segment with Eliza Wea of Girls Like Me, Inc., so make sure to tune in at the same time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thank you and bye-bye.